1: welcome to our listeners out there in cyber world we appreciate you joining us here on the transform you live show with your host paul greaves as you know the transform you live show is the only show where you can make real life and business transformation harnessing the power of optimism hope and faith as well as hearing from amazing people such as our star guest here today rob ellis now before we say hello to rob let me just tell you a little bit about him so rob is a uefa b licensed football coach is PE teacher and author who currently coaches for the Chelsea FC Foundation, working with players in their London development centres. He has a first class honours degree in sports sciences and a PGCE in physical education. He's played both amateur and professional football, as well as being first team coach for Wingate and Finchley FC. is also a writer and has recently released his new book, The Soccer Coaches Toolkit, more than 250 activities to help Inspire and challenge players. Rob, welcome to a Transform You live show.
2: Well, nice to nice to see you, Paul. Nice to speak to you again after so many years. And um, yeah, thanks for having me on the show.
1: Oh, lovely. And uh, yeah, let me just tell our listeners out there. You know, Rob and I. You know, we went to went to university. You know, college together. Um, you know, back in the, the early two thousands. Let's not kind of date us too much, Rob. But um yeah, you know, we both played on the uh, the football team there, and uh, yeah amongst other things so um you know we kind of lost connection for the last we were trying to figure out when it last 18 oh. 19 years yeah, and um yes yeah, so so our our listeners out there are going to get a, a, a double kind of deal today they're going to hear all about your fantastic work what you've been doing as well as hear two good friends kind of reconnect with with each other so um yeah also awesome to see you again
2: i mean paul can i just briefly say do i don't have to the listeners know you're probably such a modest man uh, we did play for the, the Brunel University first team, and um, what a, an outstanding left back Paul, Paul was. I'm sure he wouldn't. I'm sure he wouldn't talk too much about that, or maybe you do every week on <laughs> I don't know, but uh, no, I'm. I'm a. Li- I've got a few years on Paul. I'm. Uh, I'm a little bit older than Paul, but um, yeah, no, he was part of an extremely, extremely strong team. And uh, your host every week is a very fine left back for those for those football fans out there. So. nice nice to be speaking to a very fine left back oh
1: thanks thanks and uh yeah you know over a couple of beers i'll tell you about how i kind of progressed up to playing up front in the end and uh (laughs) enjoyed scoring the goals rather than stopping them but yeah enough about me that's very kind of you so so thanks very much so um so obviously rob you know know, you've just brought out this new book but um kind of tell us tell us about your your journey your transformational journey through being a p teacher a football coach and now you know to an author
2: um yeah, I mean, it has, it's been a, It's been a bit of a slow burner, to be honest, Paul. I mean, the last couple of years, things have, things have changed a lot. And I, and I feel and I start to believe now that I am an author. Um, I, I started PE teaching. Uh, I've been a PE teacher 12 years. Um, and I, I certainly enjoyed aspects of it. I certainly had a nice time for a number of years. But I never really thought that was going to be everything I wanted to do and there were many sort of I'm sure we'll speak about it later there were many sort of left and right terms I diversified a lot but it's kind of gone from being a PE teacher who got a bit bored um going back to my roots a little bit which is football and that's where that's where the interest in PE started it all started through football it went into PE it's kind of gone back to football but then just wanting to kind of I don't know leave a little bit of an academic mark and yeah it's gone into it's gone into publishing a book um this year so it's been that's been the transformation i'd say at the moment i I feel very happy with what's happened and um yeah i'm i feel very positive about about the future at the moment and a lot of that has to do with getting the book published so that's that's kind of what's happened yeah
1: that's awesome that's um that's, that's great to hear and kind of so many like things we can unpack there so um you know, we will get onto the book and, you know, where you can find it, etc. And, uh, you know, what, mm. what kind of got you into that. But I just want to take a step back and um, talk a little bit about kind of your PE teaching days and, and education as a whole, because, um, you know, when it comes to, to PE teaching and sport, you know, I think our listeners do know that I've kind of been a, a PE teacher in the past as well. So we're coming from a, yep. yeah. a, a similar kind of background <laughs> here. But <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, how, how do you think, you know, sport as a whole helps helps us out through you know adolescence in, into kind of adulthood.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, this is what's so great about talking to to you, Paul. I mean, you know, I I think for me, um, sport one of the things it really does, and you know, there's lots of ways to acquire toughness. I mean, life <coughs> life toughens you up, um, life experience toughens you up. But when I look when I look back on things now, I think playing sport really gives you the ability to grit your teeth Uh, and there is a real close relationship between literally physically gritting your teeth you know those nights when you're out training it's freezing it's pouring down with rain you know you're running and running and running and you are you know you're coughing you're coughing your lungs up but it's that physical toughness and now so like when i was pe teaching and it was you know cold and wet and windy you kind of feel like oh what, what's the problem and when you see the little year sevens and year eights kind of you know moaning about it you're there sort of it's very hard for you to remember not having that sort of that physical toughness because it's just something innate you know that or something that you develop when you've played uh, so much sport and I, I think you know i think you do realize that life is competitive uh, in, in a good way i think i think kids and society lost the, you know people don't want to say things are a competition but you know a lot of life is competitive. I'm not saying it's all a competition, but I think you learn that from playing sport as a young kid. You, sometimes you lose badly, you feel terrible, but that doesn't last. Then sometimes you win and you feel great. And also, you know, that, that doesn't last either. But um, it's just what when, when I was just thinking about this question a little bit earlier, Paul, And one of the things that really stood out to me is um, how does sport help people? I've always maintained that sports people are very quick thinkers. And I was trying to think about why, and I think it's it's because you get so used to, particularly in teams sports, you've got to make such quick decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, if the you know, you're talking about football. There's twenty, there's a 21 other people out there. Everything's moving all the time. You're always trying to focus on what is critical. You're trying to filter out what is not so important, and you've got to make decisions very quickly. And I've noticed a lot in sports people, they can be very, very good at reading situations well. And i think i'm sure you you appreciate that as well It's like in, in your life i feel like i kind of sort of i sometimes maybe react too quickly but i do kind of trust my my ability to read things quite quickly and i think that comes from the high pace of sport so much
1: i love that that's a, that's some really powerful stuff there especially when you, when you when you spoke about you know having so much going on around you and being able to mm. filter out the stuff that you don't have to really worry about yeah. the things you do need to worry about straight yeah. away so yeah, yeah I, I can definitely you, you know you can you can put that into you know into business world you can put that into your personal life as well and you know focusing mm. on kind of what's important uh to you so mm. um mm. yeah r- really interesting stuff there so so kind of talking more about you know what sport can give us you know how what do you think are the most important traits you know a young person can can take out from you know playing sports be it either an individual sport team sport
2: i think um i think for me uh sport is still probably the the purest thing in in my life and it's weird i mean not that i have as much time now because as you, as you get older life i know it's a cliche life does take over um you don't have as much energy when you're my age 43 as i did when i was thirteen but for me there's very little difference if i went down to my local park now i would still happily train for an hour on my own if i've got the time i would i could happily knock the ball about do a few sprints because i know at the end of that hour i'll go home and it will feel just like i did when i was 13. i mean exactly the same am i going to have the energy to do it every day of, of course i'm not but i think for young people you've got to try and find something that is that feels Pure and almost timeless because you know when you think 20 years ago we were at university I I mean I I don't know but I think the internet was probably around just I think just about (laughs) we we had we had mobile phones so it's not like we're talking about the dark ages here but 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 I think it's like the one thing that reminds me has been a, a constant stream or constant thread through my life is I found something that is timeless. And I think if I can still play football in 25 years time, it will feel just as good. So I think for young people, it's so hard to avoid distractions because the world is so fast paced. There's so much social media stuff. There's so many opportunities people are bombarded with. But I think sport doesn't change. I think kids in 30 years time are going to have the same sensations people did hundreds of years ago. And I think for young people, you've got to find something that you genuinely love, because so many things will come and go, and you know, and, and I think that's um that that is really the thing for me that I think um you know young people can can get young people can get from sport, and it's, even if they're not sports people, it's got to be something that you think could I do this in twenty years time? Will I want to do this? To-? Otherwise, I think it will fade, and you'll get over you'll get overwhelmed by by something else, and. You know, and also Paul. Just, I think, one more thing. It's just, I think, you know, sport can give. I, sport, I think, sport can really give you. And it's a key word. I use, is dynamism. I think in any in any industry, in any line of work, people remember enthusiasts. People remember dynamic people, yep. and I think, I think, particularly with sport, because it's it's dynamic. It is physical. I think that is something that playing sport really, really. Gives, gives young people it's like you know it's energy you have to be energetic to play sport so yeah I think I think those are the you know kind of the main things for that
1: I love that that's that's so inspiring and you know especially talking about you know as you've mentioned if you went to the park for an hour you know you had a spare hour took a ball with you had a kick around you know did mm. a few sprints you know a little bit of jogging whatever yeah it is it is so pure and um yeah you know just just listen to you then it's just that was so inspirational it makes me want to go and you know go for a run now. <laughs> yeah i'll see you down the park in an hour Yeah. but um yeah uh oh, no i absolutely love that rob so um mm. so you know imagine we've got someone listening to us now who's you know maybe they've, they've stopped working out for a couple of years you know covid's here you know we've all got oh. that covid 15 pounds we've put on so um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what what advice would you give the you know uh our listeners out there if they kind of just uh been sat on their backside for t- a little bit too long
2: i mean are we are we talking literally here, Paul, or are we talking sort of metaphorically are we actually talking about you know people who are you know are struggling with with fitness who are struggling to find the motivation to go or perhaps people who are struggling to get going you know, I, I, yeah,
1: I in other your, areas your everyday that. person you know they you know maybe they were working out before maybe they stopped and you mm. know just just talking about you know what what types of things would kind of get, get you off the sofa to to get back into it
2: it's, it's really it's really funny because i mean this may not be the answer people are, I, I should give but i think for about 20 years i was a regular gym user it was just part of my mentality. I'd go to work, I'd go to the gym, I'd go home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found as I got older, uh, the enjoyment kind of went. And it had to be something uh, fun. I had to be playing. And again, that really brought me back to football, which is, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you feel the same. If you play football for half an hour, you're absolutely drenched in sweat. But you've not been thinking about, God, I need to get a sweat up. You know, whereas if I go for a run, And i don't come back with a sweat. i can go for a run for 40 45 minutes and sometimes i sort of think god i sometimes think did i I really do much so i think you know if you can find a sport i think and if you can still commit once a week doing it with friends that will take care that takes care of itself i mean Mm -hmm. if you are lucky enough to have friends nearby you know if i if i had you and four or five other guys who i used to play football with if we met for an hour we could play three aside for an hour, and by the end of it, we would be full of endorphins, probably rolling around with laughter, you know, really got to swear. And you'd, you'd feel great. And I just, I don't get that same buzz anymore from just going to the gym and lifting weights. You know, you're on yeah. your own, you put some music in. I sometimes, you know, some people, they're new to the gym. I'm not putting them off. If you get the buzz from it, great. But if you don't get the buzz from something, you've got to try it something else like my legs are a little bit shot now so I can't run as much so you know I do a little bit of rowing uh I do more and more cycling you know it's anything that gives you the buzz really I think is and takes your mind off the pain of the exercise and the same fo- football I don't even think i am until the final whistle goes yeah you know so I think that's that is how I I would get going you've got to be fun and if you can get your friends involved that is it takes care of it because also, if you pull out of it, your friends are going to give you a bit of a hard time. Whereas, if you're doing everything on your own, no one's going to give you a hard time. No, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so.
1: yeah. No, I love that. And I can, you know, really like kind of feel the enthusiasm for, you know, the love of sport and kind of mm. education coming mm. through. So, you know, obviously, you said you've been a PE teacher for 12 years. You've kind of moved yeah. into coaching now. And um, as I said at the beginning, working for the Chelsea Foundation with, um, you know uh, players in, in in the london area which is which is pretty cool unfortunately it's mm. chelsea yeah but yeah. um <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so 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 moving on to kind of the, the the coaching element now what um what's made you kind of focus more on the coaching element and you know obviously that's going to bring about you know the book the, the soccer coaches toolkit more than 250 activities to inspire and challenge players so so what what's kind of um got you more into the coaching now and then you know, starting to touch more on the book and um, you know your, your expertise there.
2: Um, I think. I mean, I, I was going to say I think everyone has a sort of um, has a shelf life in a job. That that's not true because some people can happily do a job their whole life. And there's, if you like, it, there's absolutely nothing mm. wrong with that. I think the thing is, Paul. It's like I I went into PE teaching a bit late. I, I qualified when I was twenty eight. So I had had probably a good 10 years since I left school, where I'd, I'd done a degree. Um, I had played a lot of football. I had done a lot of coaching. I'd done many, many jobs. I'd done some office jobs. And then I got to about 28 and I sort of thought, you know, my football, my serious football playing had stopped. I didn't really know what to do, to be honest. I didn't really know what to do. But a guy I know, an older guy was a PE teacher, and he said, Why don't you you get a career? Now, I remember sort of thinking, God, oh, that sounds really boring. I don't want to just get a <laughs> career, blah, blah. But I thought to myself, you know, what are you good at? And I thought, well, you're quite good at sport. You're a reasonable communicator. Um, you get on quite well with the kids. You've got quite good control of groups of kids. And, you know, i so I got into kid teaching. But I think, honestly, I've, I've been a peer teacher 12 years now. I've got to be honest. I think probably after five, and I'm still just about a PE teacher. But <laughs> after five, I think I was a bit bored. But yeah. it's like, like anything, it can take you a time to recognize it because mm-hmm. I got promotions. I was ahead of PE, uh, I was ahead of year. I found ways to keep myself interested in the school. Yeah. I, I, I focused really on football. And we, we, we turned one of the schools like into a, sort of a football academy. Uh, and we produced some really, really good players. But I think I was dragging it out. I was dragging it out, and then I think three years ago, I realised enough's enough. So I let I left my job, and since then I've just been uh, doing agency work as a PE teacher. Mm-hmm. But that gave me freedom. It gave me time after school to really focus on on the coaching. And I think you know, as I say, I, I think basically boy, I got bored of it. In, in a nutshell, I got yeah. I got bored of it. And I think when you're in a job where you're working with kids, and it means, and it means something. When you know you're bored, that's when I started to think, come on, Rob, you've got to do yourself justice and you've got to find something else. And, you know, and, and as I think it's about seven or eight years ago, Paul, I, I wrote a very speculative letter. I wanted to get back into coaching. I've stopped playing. I, bet I sent off a letter to every London football club. Um, there's one club I didn't send it to. Um, and I won't tell you who that is, but if I tell you I'm an Arsenal fan, Uh, You probably might guess who I didn't send the letter to because the thought of me um, in that team's tracksuit wouldn't have gone too well, down too well with my friends. But um, but as as it happened, Chelsea's foundation got back to me almost a day later and said, will you come and do a session? I did a session and it started a relationship that's continued to this day. I've been at Chelsea seven years part time and done, done many things there. Um, you know, currently working at their football development centres. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've retained a strong interest in the club and, and the players there. And just gradually realising how much I love football. Again, yeah. you know, it's like I always did. But I think when you go through a certain stage in your life, I'm through that stage and I realise how much I love it. And that really gave me the fuel to do the book. That really was like, you know, well, what, what do you know about, Rob? You think, well, you know about football. So that's. Mm-hmm. That's really where the book came from, from a from
1: And, uh, you know, there's, there's so much, I'm, t- I'm trying to think which way to take this now, because that, there are some amazing kind of, um, you know, ideas and advice for, for our listeners out there. So, you know, let, let's, let's talk about, you know, just having the, the balls to send out these letters to say, Hey, you know, take a chance for mm. me, you mm. know, what, 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 what can you expect? So, so, so what, you know what did you do how did you just think to yourself right i'm going to stop being a full-time p teacher i'm going to get back into coaching mm. um you know how can how can you tell our listeners out there what kind of step or what what made you think bang i'm just going to stop having a full-time paycheck coming in each month and just go for it what what kind of what made yeah, you do I, it?
2: I mean i think it's probably i'm you know, i know a lot of your listeners are um you know, some of them might be related to sport, but I guess there'll be listeners involved in all kinds of different work sectors and entrepreneurs yeah. and business stuff. But I've always had one thing in my mind. Paul, and it's, um, it's, I think, you've got to speculate. If you really want something to happen. Yeah, you can get there step by step by step, promotion, promotion, promotion. But I had a very early experience of the power of writing letters, and that was when when I left university. So this would have been about a year after I last saw you, you know, you kind of go into a phase where you're not totally sure what what you're going to do. And like you, I went off to America for a summer and coached
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky, lucky.
2: But i didn't stay out there and i came back i didn't have a job i was still playing sort of non-league football but i wrote a letter then to all london football clubs this was as a 22 year old and i just said i'm a sports science graduate um i'd be interested in working at a professional club i sent them a couple of essays that i'd written about sports coaching and two days later uh, queens park rangers phone me, and it was by, from a guy called Gary, Gary Waddock. Now, Gary Waddock played many times for Republic of Ireland. Uh, he's been the QPR manager. He was a fan, played against Diego Maradona. You know, he's a fantastic footballer. And he phoned me. I thought it was a joke. He said, hello, Rob, this is Gary Waddock. Can you come into our training ground and do a little demo, a demo session? And that demo session, for the next year, I ended up as their, their academy's fitness coach. He said, oh, we don't really have a vacancy as a coach, But can you use some of your sports science stuff to do some fitness sessions so i was training all their academy boys and i was getting paid to do it and that was simply by a letter and it always stayed it always stayed um with me and i think one of the most important things now is to remember that if you write these letters it doesn't matter if you get a thousand rejections someone will come back something that you can't believe has has fallen has fallen into your lap and the same with Chelsea and it's like you, you can get the most random offers and you suddenly think oh my goodness I'm away it's like I can't believe how many steps forward mm-hmm. this this person this person has given me I mean a, a couple of months ago boy I got another strange one I couldn't express I got a phone call from a guy I know uh, I'm not a snooker coach but there's a there's a snooker player he's world number 82 his name is Peter Devlin and this guy had seen my coaching profile on a website and he said uh, would you be interested in coaching and i said well i'm not a snooker coach and he said it doesn't matter he said if you can communicate with him what i want you to do is follow him around all of his tournaments and you'll get 35 percent of his wages i couldn't i couldn't do it but what i mean is yeah anything can happen if you tell people what you're good at you are, someone will come back and go yeah actually i do think you're good at this and what i'm going to do is this i think that is something people should never lose mm-hmm. lose sight of whether you're 15 or 55 or 65 someone is going to be willing to open a door if you tell them what you can do
1: that's fantastic there's some proper pearls of wisdom there and uh, i just love it i just you know these letters sending it out there you never know what's going to come from them <laughs> you don't you know no, yeah M- maybe you can do an email now but yeah <laughs> you know the yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. day was good yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's that's fantastic robin um so so kind of let's, let's move on to the book now you know so obviously you've just you just uh, written the book mm. um you know the, the soccer coaches toolkit more than 250 activities to inspire and challenge players you know you've got mm. so much experience academically with PE teaching coaching playing professionally you know coaching at chelsea so, mm. so what? What kind of got you into the book? Is it something you'd always kind of been thinking oh. about? Are these the kind of drills that you've been collecting over the years? So, so tell mm. us about the book.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, what you said, therefore, the second part of it, is exactly what it was. I think any coach, and you know, I know you you are a coach as well, and have done you know quite a lot of football coaching, <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> bits and pieces anyway. Um, yeah.
1: You you
2: acquire. I acquired so many pieces of paper. You know, I'm, I'm a real planner. It's like if somebody said, I'll rob your coaching on Friday, you're doing two hours. I would plan a session that I've probably planned a hundred times, but I'd write it out all over again. And I got sick of doing that. I was seeing the same activity, the same drill on the bedroom floor, in the cupboard. And what I wanted was, I wanted them all in one place. So I hadn't thought about writing the book, but it was actually my brother. He could see I was getting bored at school. And he just said to me, He said, Look, Rob, he said, why don't why don't you write a book about this? And at first I thought, I can't, you know, I can't be bothered. What, what are you talking about? But I remember it was one Christmas holidays. You know, post-Christmas you can get really bored, you know, once you watched all he's the stuff, It's well, yeah. coming up as well. Yeah. I just started writing them all out on one piece of paper and screwing it up and throwing away all the other pieces of paper. So eventually. I'd streamlined all of it. And suddenly I thought, my God, I've got so many activities. And then it just kind of went from there. I suddenly, bit by bit, I started to think, if you organize this properly, not only are you saving yourself time, you are using ideas that you haven't used for a long time. And it started to happen quite, quite naturally. I, I saw an opportunity to sort of you know, put them in sections. I started to section them like, you know, here are the passing activities, here are the heading activities, here are the tactical activities, here are the more fitness-related activities. But we're talking here, this was 2014. I started seven years ago. That's how long it's it's taken me, because I was doing it alongside a full-time PE teaching job, coaching for Chelsea. I was knackered, but I made myself do it an hour a night, a couple of hours at the weekend. And then by about 2018, I think I had it all typed up. I'd started to give it a format. I was giving coaching points. I was saying what equipment should be used. I was saying how many players you need. And then, again, it was a speculative letter. I found all of the major sports publishers in Europe and America, and I sent off the first 50 or 60 pages to all of them.
1: Mm
2: You know, I got some kind letters from some saying, very good, not interested. I got some no responses. But I got two back. One from human kinetics, yep. who I remember well from university days.
1: Yeah, yeah, brings brings it back, yeah. Brings back memories. Yeah, yeah. it does yeah. actually, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. But they <laughs> they didn't they didn't have the need for my kind of coaching stuff. And then the next one was my publisher now, Mayer and Mayer, who again I remember from yeah. university. And I say Mayer and Mayer, they are the um, they're the leading sports publishers. In in Europe, and when they I mean it was very they just came back and said hi Rob the book was great that's exactly what we need Um, can can we go forward with it and I just thought again I thought I can't believe this I can't believe it (laughs) but it was again it was just like if you can be bothered to write a letter and you've done something half decent Mm -hmm. they got back to me and they kind of said well Rob we'd need this in about twelve months time now I was already well down the road to doing. So I thought, yep. yeah, I can, I can do that. And then they just kind of the editing process started. I, you know, they said you need to change this. We discussed working titles. We discussed, you know, changing certain things. But it was basically all, all my own work, um, and they had very little to do in terms of creative stuff. You know, they read through it a few times. They might have changed a full stop here and there. Mm-hmm. And they were fab- they're fabulous publishers, but it was kind of it was already done. By the time I was in contact with them, really, so I felt yeah. in quite a strong position.
1: That's great. I, I love that you know the whole process of you know the seven years and just you know streamlining mm. all your notes. And, yeah, yeah I, I've been in that similar situation where you just got binders and binders full of you know <gasps> lesson plans, session plans, and stuff. Oh, so, um, yeah, yeah no, that's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, so, so the book itself, who who's the book for? Is it for like um, you know a coach who just wants to start coaching their you mm. know five year old, or is it for someone who You know, is coaching you know professionally or semi-professionally. Tell us
2: about that. Um, I mean, if if I was describing a book, I'd say it's very it's very versatile, and it's very it's very realistic. What I mean by that is, it's versatile in the sense that if you've never coached before, Mm -hmm. um, and you are a volunteer dad or volunteer Mm mum, and you're coaching your 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 child's team, you would find the book. You'd probably find 150 maybe even 200 ideas in there that you could use to coach the basic techniques. But I've also done it in such a way that every activity is adaptable. And the difficulty can be raised quite a lot, or can be kept at a certain level. So for example, if you are teaching a scheme of work, in a football in a school, or a college or a university, the activities in there, they would be Transferable to very good university players, very good school level players. Um, they can also there are also sessions in there for academy players and even even professionals. There, there's, you know, each category is either titled as beginner, intermediate, or advanced. Okay. And in each in each section, say for example, I've done twenty crossing activities. Seven or eight will be basic. Six or seven will be intermediate. Six or seven will be advanced. So in every section, there is something for each coach and each group of players. But I also wanted to push myself a bit. And the final section is for advanced players. There's about 25 activities that are really tactical. So if a coach wants to, for example, work on defending in a certain area of the pitch, <clears throat> that's a very advanced section. I wouldn't recommend that for beginner coaches. Yeah. But as I say, it's um, and the thing about it, Paul, it, I'd say it's road tested. I guarantee you I have used every idea in I mean at least three or four times you know I, mm-hmm. I can remember them to the top of my head and I know they work I know they work for coaches I know they're easy to understand and I know I know the players enjoy them so I I've re- I do you know, I'm bound to say this aren't I you know I'm bound <laughs> to say but I do think I do think coaches would find it very easy to understand and very usable
1: yeah
0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: And, you know, you know, being a coach oh. in the past as well, you can always learn from other coaches. You know, that's a that's mm. great oh yeah coaching. You know, just watch another coach and, You'll you'll be able to learn, you know, something new from them. So uh, uh, that's great to hear. And um, you know, we do have a a good, you know, a few um, listeners out in the US, and um, you know, so those soccer mums and dads out there, Mm. you know, looking to to start with the travel soccer for their or the rec soccer out there. You know, ideal book for that. You know, uh, we have both worked in kind of travel clubs out in the US. You know, coaching, Mm. you know, summer camps, etc. So yeah, it sounds like it's a it's a perfect kind of you know starter book for that. But mm. as you said, it kind of progresses you through to, you know, the older kind of um, kids playing football, and then you can really take it to to the next levels.
2: Yeah, I mean, as a, as a sample, I mean, you know, it's. Um, I do want to also, you know, highlight the sort of, the the upper end. I mean, the book, um, it's been reviewed by uh, some very senior sort of sports academics mm-hmm. in universities. It's been. Uh, re- it's been endorsed by a couple of football league players uh, who are currently playing There's a guy called uh, joe joe kizzy who plays for sutton united who are now in division two joe's had a look at it and has said um what a good book it is um and there's also another guy who was um he's now a chelsea academy coach he used to work for paris saint germain as a coach out there he's reviewed the book in a lot of detail and he's you know kind of said this is also extremely useful for you know coaches at a high level players at a high level so I hope yeah it's a bit of hopefully a bit of everything for, That's for coaches. Awesome. And,
1: uh, mm. yeah you know I'm sure you know with your, with your enthusiasm with your expertise and knowledge of you know of of, of children how children kind of develop and you know yeah. the different age groups and you know the, the way they go through life and you know marrying that with the, with, with soccer with football. I think it sounds like it's a it's a fantastic kind of um idea to put together and you know something which coaches can use through for their whole career
2: definitely yeah that's definitely the um the idea and as i say you know it's been seven years writing but when i reflect on it now it's like i'm sure it's the same with you you know you could say it's seven years in the writing but it's probably been well now 43 I'd probably say it's been 38 years coming, if you, if you know what I mean, because yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I've, I don't remember not loving football. Mm-hmm. I don't remember not making up activities on my own in the back garden. Yeah. I don't ever remember not playing junior football. I don't remember. Do you know what I mean? Every, you think about it now, and it's like the stuff we would have been, been as university players. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, a, we had a pretty strong coach. If we're honest for university oh, yeah, yeah yeah university football uh, chris cushion uh was a very strong coach you yeah. know and, and and every coach you work for you may not remember exactly which coach you got the idea from but as a player you do absorb them and so yeah. it's been it's been such a long i mean i've got i've got 252 ideas in this book i could probably think of another two if i had to yeah. know yeah, I'm, I'm sure you could oh, as well it's like it yeah. all comes back to you doesn't it so yeah it's been a long time coming
1: that's awesome so um, I'm, I'm sure our listeners out there have, you know they want to know where can they find the book so so tell us you know where can we find it online you know if i want to go into a store where, where can i buy it
2: yeah well i mean fir- first things first there's obviously as we all know the horrible uh covid situation has i think for everyone and everything has slowed life down. My book was meant to be in bookshops in October, then it was meant to be November. And then a couple of weeks ago, it was, Rob, it's gonna be January to uh, next year, which is in a few weeks time. But it's been uh, online and available to pre-order. And many, many people are buying copies of it already. It's already available to, to buy online. So, I mean, obviously as a an English person, um, you know, what, what I'm, what I've been told is the best way for people to buy the book. It's it's available through all good bookstores and online retailers across the world. So it's been Mayer and Mayer are a German company. Uh it's in Germany, it's in America, it's in England, it's in Australia, it's in India. You can get a copy of it online. Um in, in England, you know, the, the main bookshops are Waterstones, WH Smiths. I think in America, Barnes and Noble. Uh, are a very big, a very big bookstore. And also there is a a website called Book Depository. Book Depository. They do free delivery of of the book uh, worldwide. But I would also say, if you don't remember all of those links, if you Google search the Soccer Coaches Toolkit, it will send you to many, numerous 50, 60 online bookshops. And you can take your pick where you buy it from, basically. Um, Not you paul obviously i'm sending you a you know a copy for christmas
1: Signed copy I hope. <laughs> of course, of course <laughs> perfect, yeah. perfect. i'll hold you to that <laughs> yeah no, that, that's fantastic and um rob i'm sure people want to you know follow you more online see what you're doing i know on your twitter feed you're always um posting things about you know coaching about different drills and hmm. uh, you know obviously yeah, helping other people out who are coaches so so where, where can we find you online
2: um well as i say i mean you know like yourself though i'm not um you know we're getting a bit longer in the tooth and i i wasn't really a social media user so i have to say the only social media platform i want to be is twitter yeah. uh, and I, anyone that is following me or interested in what i do on twitter i promise it is just about football so you're not going to find me tweeting about politics you're not going to find me tweeting you know uh, distasteful jokes it is purely Uh, about football it's about football coaching Mm -hmm. it's about you know and also promoting i've met so many people involved in football and they're doing so many amazing things you know people writing blogs people traveling the world writing about football you know not for money not for profit um and so all the stuff on there is you know obviously promoting some of the stuff i do but it's also i think i've made some good friends there promoting uh what they do what they do as well so yeah so i mean twitter um is is the main one is the main one for me um and
1: it's um rob underscore coach 82 right
2: that's that's correct i I actually wrote that one down because uh, (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) i know i'm the same forgetful
2: these days Yeah, yeah but um yeah no that that is the that is the address and you know as i say i mean you know even if if people are listening i mean this is not all just about oh it's twitter is for the book is for the book is for the book um, it is also, I'm happy to talk to anyone. You know, I've been talking to coaches who are just looking for bits of advice.
1: You, you know,
2: do you have any ideas, any coaching, any coaching ideas for how to, you know, improve volleying or heading? You know, I've, I could talk about that all, all day. I don't mind anyone asking me any questions uh, about football because, you know, I really love football. So it's
1: fine. Well, Robert, I've seen you head a ball, so I'd, I'd stay away from that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not heading. Trying to think what I was. Trying to think what I was good at. Turning round and round in circles. <laughs> yeah. I was quite good at that. I was quite good at that.
1: Yeah, still am. A bit slower. But. That's awesome. Okay, so as we as we're getting towards the end of the show now, Rob, you know our listeners out there, they they want to they want to take something else away from here. So, what kind of advice would you give? You know, someone out there who's thinking of doing something similar to what you've uh, decided to do with your with your with your life. Really, you know, going from a teacher to coach to, to author now and so so what kind of advice would you, would you would you give them
2: um well i know this is going to sound very very corny Paul. very very corny I, i'm not really a film watcher i don't watch many films but i do i did i'm sure many people watched the shawshank redemption yep. um and there is a lot the, there's one of the lines that really stuck with me in there which is when uh, the guy's escaping from the prison and he's digging a hole in the wall And I think one the the phrase he used about trying to get to where you want to be or dig out of the prison you're in was it's time and pressure. Time and pressure. Mm. And so he's digging through this wall with this tiny little piece of stone. But if you're doing it every day, you are going to get there. But you just have to keep putting pressure on day after day after day. You're not going to do it overnight. But I think, I think, I think that it is that. And also, you know, this is not this is not digging at anyone working in an institution because I work in an institution. Yeah. School's an institution. You know, the police are an institution. London Underground's an institution. I've always tried to avoid institutionalized thinking, though, mm-hmm. which is you behave in a way that you're supposed to, even if you don't necessarily go along with it. Yeah. To some degree, we all have to toe the line. But don't ever become institutionalized in the sense that this is what I have to do. This is, this is all I'm going to do. You know, keep the fire burning outside of that. If, if you're bored of the institution, you may have to work in for a while longer, mm-hmm. but you've got to keep the fire burning. And remember, you know, the spark inside you is the thing ultimately that is going to get you, get you where you want to be. You know, if, you, if, if, if the job is what you want forever, that's great but if it's not your spark is what's going to get you out the institution is not going to do it for you it's, it's as simple as that
1: oh, I love that that's, that's, you know excellent way to finish the show Robert you know some really good advice there and uh, you know, mm-hmm. kind of as, as you said that time of pressure and just you know keep working at it yeah. perfect perfect great well Rob if you just hold the line whilst I just close the show now yeah absolutely so, um, yeah, so to all our listeners out there, you know, we thank you for tuning in. Um, please share this uh, this podcast with your friends, with your family, co workers, fellow coaches, uh, anyone you feel you know would benefit from our transformational wisdom. You no, know, it doesn't have to be to do with football with soccer. It could do with anything to do with your with your business life as well. Um, this has been the Transform You Live Show, the only show where you can make real life business uh, transformation. My name is Paul Greaves, your host here on the uh, Transform You Live Show. Um, thank you again, Rob. We are done. Cheers, and we are dusted.